No, baby, that's for somebody else. We're just gonna keep you right where you're at right now. The Wrestling Realm presents Break It Down with Brian H. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this episode of Break It Down with Brian H. I'm your host, Brian H. Waters. This show brought to you by The Wrestling Realm. Folks, before we get started, let's make sure we do some housekeeping here. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast by simply clicking down below. If you're watching on YouTube right now, turn on a bell notification. That way you never miss an episode. Uh, simply go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, you name it, we are there. Now, let's get into it. This week, it's been a lot of black excellence, especially with the black women in professional wrestling. Matter of fact, let's make that this week's top rope. Going up to the top rope. It's time for this week's top rope segment of the week. So we kick it off with Bailey and Naomi. Or should I say Naomi and Bailey? Why? Well, Bailey started running her mouth, and Naomi pretty much answered the challenge. Now, Bailey would get the better end of Naomi during their little exchange, but I like where this is going. Quite frankly, Naomi's the person I think that can bring out a better heel persona out of Bailey. She's lovable. She's somebody who would, didn't necessarily work. But if you think about this and you look at the story, you have somebody who's really embracing the fans and it worked for her benefit. Then you have somebody who did embrace the fans, but then feels like, you know what? I did what you guys wanted me to do for so long and it's not working. So I think you can really play back and forth right here. And I think it's a good opportunity when I see these two that you can really get the ball rolling again with Naomi and possibly have a couple of title exchanges here. You know, I would personally like to see Naomi win the title again in Florida at WrestleMania. But even if you don't, you can tell a good story there. And you know these two can have good matches. Um, Naomi's phenomenal in the ring. Some people have stuff to say, but no, I don't care what you guys have to say. Phenomenal in the ring. She goes out there. She does a great job. She's somebody who was a baby face that got over and stayed over. I don't think in 2017 she got stale at all, personally. And when she did lose the title, it was time. But you look at it, you go through the story. She beat, um, you know, she beat Alexa Bliss. She had to forfeit the title that she won in a, I guess it was a six-pack six women's challenge, but she won the title there. She had a run in with Charlotte Flair. She escaped, and then she had some matches with Lana. So I would like to see her win this and get a couple more credible matches. You know, there's ba uh, Naomi and Sasha Banks waiting right there. We haven't seen Sasha Banks because of injury, so I would like to see her come back. So I'm not sure what they're going to do right there, but I have to say this is really good. You go, um, if you went on Essence.com, Essence did a feature on the black women at the Royal Rumble, and they talked about Naomi having a strong showing, or a return, basically, and especially when she had the fro. They talked about a Bianca Belair having a strong showing in the Royal Rumble. Even though she didn't win, she set a record, I believe, for eliminations. And I look at her this uh, past week on NXT. 
Bianca Belair, in my opinion, held her own. You had Charlotte Flair coming out there to answer Rhea Ripley's uh, request. I don't know if you call it a challenge. Maybe you do. Uh, on Monday Night Raw, Rhea Ripley wanted to, you know, Charlotte Flair said, you know, she hasn't decided who she was going to face yet for WrestleMania after winning the Royal Rumble. So Rhea Ripley pretty much was like, well, look, take on me. We see you and Bailey. We see you and Becky Lynch. I'm here. Come fight me for the NXT Women's Championship. So it, it kind of looked like it was in limbo. You know, Rhea, um, so Charlotte Flair came out there, you know, to answer and all that other stuff. And, well, Bianca Belair was out there, I should say. And when you really look at the situation, it was easy for Bianca Belair to kind of get lost in the shuffle. But she kind of let Charlotte Flair know, no, you're not going to come in here and disrespect me. And, and Rhea Ripley, you're not going to overlook me. And Charlotte, I'm going to be the one you face. Now, what I'm really glad right in this situation, because it ended with Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair both taking out Charlotte, and they didn't touch each other because they did say, we have a saying, we are NXT. And that's what they showed simply right there. We are NXT. So I was happy they did that. I want to see where this goes. I personally don't think we get another triple threat match for the women's championship. Uh, as much I, I know the money, they're going to want to see, let's be real, they're going to want to push Charlotte and Rhea Ripley if they do this match. But I do think there's money to be made with Charlotte and Bianca Belair. Even if you, and as much as I was thinking, I know I said last week that maybe now it's time for Bianca to move to the main roster. But you could really keep her here if you have put the, just say you put the title on Charlotte because you could have money matchups right there. You can make Bianca Belair a bigger star, to a bigger household name if you put her in the ring with Charlotte and let allow them to have good matches. This segment, I'm interested to know what you guys think. I didn't hate it. I ain't gonna say it was the greatest segment ever, but I didn't necessarily hate it. So. Um, I, I'm wondering, what do you guys think? I, I'm glad that Charlotte Flair and is, you know, look like, she, let's face it, you're not going to go to NXT if you're not going to challenge for that spot. You're not going to keep going down there, wasting your time. I, I just don't see that happening. Uh, perhaps, you know, we'll see what happens. But I was happy to see Bianca Belair out there with Charlotte, with Rhea Ripley, instead of leaving Bianca Belair in the back and she being an afterthought with that being said i think this definitely makes the match at takeover it gives it higher stakes not only will the winner be the nxt women's champion but more than likely the winner will face charlotte flair which means the winner will be in the women's main event at wrestlemania 36 in tampa bay florida and moving on, sticking with the WWE, like I said, the black women are doing their thing for the culture, baby. And WWE has announced that Aja, former indie wrestler, Aja Pereira, former Shine Women's, uh, Shine Nova champion, I believe she was a tag team champion. She's held titles all around the independent circuit. She is now going to the WWE. Name is now Aja Smith. And she is the first African-American 
women's referee. So congratulations to Aja Smith making history and breaking barriers. So congratulations to her. So, um, you know, you know, we're gonna stick with the women before I round it out this segment. Uh, Mandy Rose going on a date with Otis. So that's gonna be interesting. Um, I think somehow, some way, this should, um, I don't know, this should be built and end at WrestleMania, or whether it's the date, or whether there's a story here, I don't know, like, maybe you have somebody who's a, a, a diehard heel to face Otis, but I think that this should end at WrestleMania. So maybe if you do put these two on a date and it does work out, or just have the date happen WrestleMania weekend. I mean, it's a whole weekend for goodness sakes. Have Mandy Rose and Otis show up at the Hall of Fame and then they go on a date and, you know, <laughs> I don't need to see another WrestleMania engagement. We saw how that turned out the last time. But, you know, I'm interested to see what happens here. And then, Round off the segment, Liv Morgan. Woo. So Liv Morgan and Lana face, and, you know, I was rolling my eyes because y'all know what I said about rematches. Well, they faced each other. Liv Morgan was victorious. Again, I roll. But I'm like, okay, they got to be doing something different here. And, I mean, Liv Morgan, I love this new look. Uh, she seems to be comfortable. I hope so. But I, I like this look. And then little would you see, the music, the Riot Squad music hit. It's Ruby Riot making her return. We haven't seen Ruby Riot in months due to injury. And, and you kind of felt that when she got hurt, you know, Sarah Logan was doing her thing, and then Liv Morgan was kind of doing her, well, she was trying to do her thing, and that's when she went away after a match with Charlotte, and then she repackaged herself. Here she comes. But she had that look like, oh, there's my friend. There's my sister. So happy to see you back. And what does Ruby Riot do? None other than stab her in the back, beats her down, and wow. Here we go. We're on the road to WrestleMania. This is a match. Here you go. Do not rush this. This does not need to happen at the Elimination Chamber. You got Randy Orton and Edge. You can pencil that in. You got McIntyre and Lesnar. You can pencil that in. I want to see my big rivalry matchups. Ruby Riot. Liv Morgan, this is where it should happen. You build it up. You you have Liv Morgan wanting to get her hands on Ruby Riot, and Ruby said, "No, you got to do X, Y, Z." Only time will tell. I really hope this is where they're going. But I'm gonna go ahead and take my first break. Coming up this week on my other podcast, Breaking Through the Glass Ceilings with Brian H. Waters, I got my good friend Daniel Martin. Here's a preview to that episode. As long as you know who you are and you know how to, you know, portray someone's story, that's all that matters. You know, it, it doesn't mean like you have to say it a certain way or speak a certain way, like just be you, simply you. And so just to answer your question, though, I've always just been a, a storyteller, a writer. I've always just been so intrigued. And also, too, just to be honest, Brian, I'm really nosy. Okay, so I think that just makes it so much better. You know, I'm nosy. I'm curious minded. And you can like see me talk to a stranger for five minutes. And by the end of that conversation, I know their entire story because I'm just so intrigued. You know what I'm saying? And I just feel like there's a story in everyone. So if I can be that voice for them, then let me be so. 
And I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. So make sure you subscribe to my other podcast. Simply go through Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, search Breaking Through the Glass Ceilings with Brian H. So the Velveteen Dream returned on NXT and hit Undisputed was on his mind. So after a six-man tag match that I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't really watch. I, you know, I was actually kind of watching AEW. I'll go back and watch it, but I was watching AEW. Seeing with Cody and, man, Cody and MJF, which I'll get into that later. But, um, I, you know, actually, AEW ended early. So I turned to USA to see what was going on. And I saw that Adam Cole and... The Undisputed Era were beating down Tommaso Ciampa. And then they spray-painted the axe. Huh. Reminds you of the NWO, right? Then all of a sudden, the Velveteen Dream comes back. And I'm like, man, you know, these Undisputed Era guys, these guys are fun to watch. Um, you always want to see them get beat up, whether it's by Imperium. Um, uh, what's his name? Tommaso Ciampa. And now Velveteen Dream is in the mix. You know, at one point it was Keith Lee, Donovan Dajakovic, which you got Dajakovic and Keith Lee. They'll be facing each other soon for the NXT North America Championship. But here, you have the Velveteen Dream returning. And it makes me wonder, who's his eyes going to be on? Is it going to be on Adam Cole or is it going to be on um, some of the other guys? You know, well... We do know that we're going to get Adam Cole and Tommaso Ciampa for the NXT Women's I mean, whoa, NXT Championship soon. But I'm wondering, what, where does the Velveteen dream? Does he get himself into the title picture? Or is it strictly revenge over a, with a Roderick Strong or with a Bobby Fish or, you know. And sticking with the um, Undisputed Era, how about Matt Riddle? To start off the show, <laughs> Matt Riddle saying, "I said I wrote it. How much fish could how much fish could a fish Bobby fish fry? If Bobby fish fry, Bobby uh, I can't even say it. how much fish could Bobby fish fry if Bobby fish could fry fish? It was funny. I, I was like, man, you know him and Pete Dunne. And I said this last week. I think Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne somehow, some way, are going to end up facing each other." Uh, they're just two different people. You could look at Pete Dunne kind of like, okay, dude, whatever. And Matt Riddle was that, bro. I don't know. That's just what I think. To me, Pete Dunne looks like a better heel. I mean, he's doing okay as a babyface, but he just looks like a natural, sleazy heel. I don't know. That's my opinion. All right, moving on. The Bloodline gets redemption. This past Friday on SmackDown, I know I ain't do a show. I was like, you know, I was going to. It was the Super Bowl. I said, you know what? I got other stuff I got to do. So we're going to cover SmackDown. You know, we'll talk about some things I like. The Bloodline gets redemption uh, for Roman Reigns. We all know that Uso said that they were at home when they saw the dog food being poured on Roman and it made them sick to their stomach. And that's what they would do. They had a dog food match. It was like, all right, ill, whatever. But nonetheless, it was great to see Baron Corbin get that dog food poured all over him. You couldn't beat that. Um, and we also on SmackDown crowned a new Intercontinental Champion. Braun Strowman finally winning singles gold. Do you care? Do you not? The last gold he had was the greatest Royal Rumble Championship title gimmick 
thingy. I don't know. I'm. I was not impressed with Shinsei Nakamura's run. As much as I was rooting for him to have a good one, they changed the title. But did you remember? Did you care? I and mean, we we had a quick discussion about the title, the way the title appeared. But that was it. So I don't know. But we do have a number one contender for the WWE Championship going into the Super Showdown. And that's Brock Lesnar will be defending the title against Ricochet. Yeah, Ricochet. Um, they're, uh, they've been trying to tell a story for the past month, you know, slowly but surely. With Ricochet and a low blow, Brock hitting him with a low blow, and then Ricochet hitting him with a low blow that allowed Drew McIntyre to end it. But we all know what's going to happen. I think at this point you're betting, you're setting the bet on the over or under five minutes for this match. Uh, but who knows? This is Ricochet's opportunity to go out there and show the Rock saves going to be a future WWE champion. Let's see what he does with, in the ring with Brock Lesnar. Can he run with him? Can he stay with him? Who knows? And, you know, rounding this off, Daniel Bryan. He had an exclusive interview after the Royal Rumble match with The Fiend. And he showed his the welts on his back and said he loves this. And then he questioned, was he loving it this much? And then he said that he hopes his daughter finds something that she loves this much. I don't know what's going on here. I'm, you know, at this point, though, we are looking to see. I don't know what's next for Daniel Bryan. Obviously, I want to see something big for him. But we are wondering who's the Fiend's next opponent. Is it a Big E? Is it a Kofi Kingston? Is it Roman Reigns? I think everybody, if you had to put your money on it, would be on Roman. And then you could see Roman going into WrestleMania and still losing. I don't know. Who do you think? Let me know. Who do you think is the Fiend's next opponent? Who's Where is the money for the Fiend at WrestleMania? So, I'm going to go ahead and take one more break, and then I'm going to come to you. We're going to go around the net. And lost a step? I think so. Okay. But not in regards to the business of professional wrestling, because he's doing some of the best business he's ever done. Mm-hmm. But in regards to the product, I mean, weekend and weekend. I don't think so. You don't, you don't think so what? I don't think he's lost a step, necessarily. I think he's stuck in his ways. And I think the difference is... What's the difference? The difference is that if he gets the right person in his ear... He'll he'll look at it. He'll understand. I don't think nobody's challenging him. That I don't agree with. Don't. But I don't think the I don't think it's the right person. I think it's the right situation. Okay. Okay. If right. he if if something bothers him and his product enough, mm-hmm. that's going to force his hand to change. I believe he will change. Okay. I got you. And the reason I say it is because look at the the, the attitude era. Look at the Monday Night Wars. It forced his hand. He didn't want to change. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at DX. DX was constantly going out there, pushing the envelope, doing things they said we had no business doing. Right. And Vince would chew them out and say, we're not doing this, yada, yada, yada. But then when it worked, he said, yeah, we're going to go back. You say and I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. So make sure you subscribe to the Wrestle Realms YouTube page. That's where you get everything. A lot of exclusive stuff that's on YouTube that's not on the podcast platforms so make sure you subscribe there and you get the best from myself and the real Dwayne Allen so let's move on it's time to go around the net around the net brought to you by B Waters Productions not only does B Waters Productions produce podcasts but also 
does photography and film. If you have a special event that you would like taken care of, reach out to B Waters Productions. Just simply go on to www.brianhwaters.com or go on Instagram.com slash B Waters Productions. So, as you know, congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. They are your brand new Super Bowl champions. And, of course, they got a WWE Championship customized title from Triple H. But did you see the parade? Travis Kelsey delivered a Stone Cold Steve Austin-like parade. As my good buddy, the real Dwayne Allen and I, as my good buddy, Glenn Thomas and I say, everybody is a wrestling fan in some way, shape, or form. The Street Profits visit the Civil Rights Museum. So um, a lot of times, you know, it's just being Black History Month, you know, it's a great way to pay homage to the wrestlers, but also like when they show and they, you know, have the wrestlers discuss when they pay homage to the black history. Um, a couple of years ago, it was Ember Moon and Kofi Kingston going down. I think maybe the New Day and a couple other people and Sasha Banks going to, um, I think it was Birmingham and they went on the bus rides. Um, so, you know, shout out to them. Tim, uh, Tim Ryan. Got on Twitter. He's a politician. I don't know exactly what he does. But he's a politician and said the debates were starting to be like wrestling, professional wrestling. And then he used the F word. Fake. Now, anybody knows I can't stand that word when you talk about wrestling. Um, a couple weeks ago when me and my manager, Moran, went to go see good buddy Amber Rodriguez wrestle. And this was Moran's first show. I kept saying, no, we're not using that word. Do not call it fake. Um, and, you know, it was fun and games. But, you know, Kane, who's a politician, took exception to this. And he said, politicians like him bring nothing but evil. It's just simple. You know, a lot of people went out there and they got on them. You know, you calling it fake. You don't disrespect what people do with their bodies. Um, so I just thought that was crazy. Um, May 23rd, Double or Nothing 2 is coming. So that, looking forward to that. Um, it's taking place in Las Vegas. We'll see what AEW brings us. I, I still say I wish that we would get a full-fledged pay-per-views. But who knows? Um, Brock Lesnar, he's pitching ideas for our truth segments. He wants more time with our truth, I guess. Uh, we, you know, we like fun Brock. We saw him with the B, um, the B box with the uh, Money in the Bank briefcase doing, you know, beatboxing. We saw him and uh, now that's what's up. <laughs> so we we like fun Brock, you know. I and John Cena called him the greatest of all time, and I really thought about that, and I said, you know what? Brock Lesnar, I wouldn't call him the greatest of all time, but he's definitely in the conversation because when you think about, here's a guy who was an amateur wrestler and came out there, he, he could do his amateur wrestling style. Not your best promo person by any means, but he's believable. He doesn't like talking, but when he does talk, are you really going to go challenge what he has to say? When you look at him, he's legit. He's legit as they get. You're not, I, look, I met the guy, shook his hand. Nice guy, but I was like, you know, he could rip somebody apart with no problem. So he's legit as they come. So maybe, you know, he deserves to be in the conversation. But guess what? Still Hulk Hogan. <laughs> um, Faye Jackson. 
Faye Jackson made it. Uh, she was on Sugar Duncan, his podcast, and she had a lot to say. Not going to reveal everything she said, but let's just say they have a, she has a gray sweatpants battle royal coming up. And she explained exactly why she wants that battle royal. Uh, last year around this time, we had Chad Smith from View from the Top Rope on here. And he talked about, as far as the women, if you want to showcase the women like that, showcase the men. If you want uh, the sexy storylines of the women, have the sexy storylines of the men. Something for the women to look forward to. Well, Faye Jackson is doing just that in this battle royal. Yes, folks, it's a gray sweatpants battle royal taking place during WrestleMania weekend. And then rounding out, MVP made it clear he's gone. He has wrestled his last match in the WWE. He uh, wrestled on Raw. And it was like, oh, man, MVP's back. But no, he just wanted his child to see him. And now he will be done. He closed that chapter officially in his wrestling career. So congratulations to him. Former WWE United States champion. Had an incredible rivalry with Matt Hardy. Uh, he had an interesting rivalry with Kane. So, folks, that's going to actually do it this week. Um... Like I said, there's a lot to cover. Um, I'll probably be back Friday. Well, I should say between Friday or Sunday. Talk about what happened on SmackDown and the other things this weekend. I got to get caught up on some NWA power and, you know, probably some MLW as well. Um, I, so make sure you subscribe to the Wrestling Realm, though. Um, you don't want to miss nothing. So make sure you turn on that bell notification. That way you won't miss anything. You'll get all the updates whenever we drop a new show, whenever we drop new content. Um, you know, 2020 should be a huge year. We are actually coming up on 10 years of the wrestling round. Wow, who would have ever thought? And I've been actually doing this wrestling thing for 10 years. <laughs> you know, I, I look back and started with Wrestle Talk Bear and B Dub for me. Then it was the B Dub stars, and then it was the wrestling round. Time flies when you're having fun. Folks, that's going to do it. Make sure you keep that Mamba mentality forever 824. Shout out to Kobe Bryant. Shout out to Gigi Bryant. But, yeah, I'm still tough, not going to lie. But, you know, getting through it. So long, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Break It Down with Brian H. Hit the subscribe button and turn on the bell so you get notified every time the wrestling realm post new content.